everybody, and welcome back to Teen Titans Wasteland, where we're going to read the shit out of some Teen Titans comic books from the 60s. Oh boy, what fun. Well, let's get started. Synopsis. There's a slight remix there. Teen Titans number 6, November 1966. Written by Bob Haney, drawn by Bill Molno. The Fifth Titan. Teen Titans Roll Call. Robin, Kid Flash, Aqualad, Wonder Girl, Special Guest Titan, Beast Boy. Garfield Logan, aka Beast Boy, is hanging out with Doom Patrol and really wants to join their team. He decides the best way to go about this is to use his powers to annoy the shit out of them until they ask him to join. Great plan! Doom Patrol's leader, the appropriately named Chief, takes him aside and tells him that while his powers are impressively annoying, he cannot join their team without permission from his parent or guardian. That sucks, because his parents are dead and his court-appointed guardian, A, doesn't know he has superpowers, B, is a dick, and C, is trying to kill him. Dang, it's not easy being green. Oh, in case I forgot to mention it, Beast Boy is green. Fortunately, Gar has a backup plan. He heads to the local TV studio and demands that they film him. Naturally, they say, no problem, masked teenager we've never seen before, you're the boss. He shoots a message telling the Teen Titans that there is an emergency and they must meet him at a specified location, then broadcasts the message directly to the Teen Titans clubhouse. Upon meeting up, Gar explains to the teens that the emergency is that he would like to join their team. He tells them that when he was a boy, he contracted a rare jungle illness, so his dad used a machine to turn him into a green monkey that was immune to the disease, until the crisis passed. The plan worked great, but now Gar has green skin and the ability to turn into any animal he wants. Only that animal will have a green head and Gar's haircut. Because of science. The gang is impressed with Beast Boy, but explain that they have the same rules as Doom Patrol. In order to join the team, minors require the consent of their parent, legal guardian, king, or aunt's boyfriend. No exceptions. Gar is super bummed out, so he turns into a giant eagle with a green head and dope haircut, and flies off. Before long, he encounters the Beastmaster. Skeletors are enchantment? No. The 1982 Mark Singer film? Sadly, no. The Beastmaster he runs into is Baltzer, a down-on-his-luck ringmaster who is lamenting his inability to afford decent circus animals. Worst Beastmaster ever. Garfield is impressed that shitty Beastmaster is nonplussed by a talking green-headed eagle and agrees to be his star attraction in his circus. Soon, Beast Boy is bringing in record crowds, and Baltzer's circus is doing great. Time for shitty Beastmaster to reveal his sinister, needlessly complicated scheme. Baltzer has his hypnotist Vorna mesmerize Gar and command him to turn into a rare albino baboon, a creature that apparently has innate powers of hypnosis. Vorna then hypnotizes Gar into hypnotizing the crowd, wordlessly instructing them to throw all of their money and valuables onto the floor of the circus, where shitty Beastmaster sucks it all up with a giant riding vacuum cleaner that he seems to have purchased for the occasion. He then tells Vorna to tell Gar to tell the crowd to go into town and loot the shit out of it on his behalf. And so they do. The hypnotized crowd loots for a few days until the cops get sick of it and call on the Teen Titans. The gang is confused as to why a group of, quote, solid citizens, unquote, by which I assume they mean well-dressed white people, would be committing crimes. Robin suspects hypnosis. Yep, that's the only possible explanation. Kid Flash ties the solid citizens up, and Wonder Girl lassoes a giant op-art sign and swings it in front of the crowd until they get unhypnotized. Well done. After cleaning up that mess, Kid Flash notices a billboard for the circus that features Beast Boy. Robin explicitly states that there is probably no connection between the circus and the crime wave. 
So naturally, the Teen Titans go undercover at the circus as an acrobat act called the Masked Mazipas. Because, well, I guess just because. From backstage, the teens witness Vorna hypnotizing Beast Boy and commanding him to turn into an albino baboon. Being familiar with the mesmeric abilities of that particular baboon, Robin orders the gang to hide inside of an escape artist's safe where they will be protected from the hypnosis. But bad news for the Titans. Shitty Beastmaster saw them hide in the safe, and while the mind-controlled crowd is throwing their cash, he locks them in it and has an elephant throw the vault into a giant pool. That safe is not so safe. Kid Flash and Aqualad use their powers to bust our heroes out of the submerged safe, and they all ditch their Manzipa's gear, revealing their true identities. Vorna orders Beast Boy to abandon the baboon form and battle the titans, which he does, changing into a green-headed half-snake, half-gorilla. He uses his snake half to hold Aqualad underwater while his gorilla half fights off the rest of the titans. Aqualad is just kind of bored underwater, until a shark attacks him, and he punches it in its stupid shark face. Take that, circus shark! Robin and Wonder Girl hold their own against Beast Boy's green-headed gorilla half, while Kid Flash runs around and keeps the circus tent from collapsing. The fight is at a bit of a standstill when shitty Beastmaster decides to intervene directly. Grabbing two magnesium flares, he fires himself out of a cannon at the teen heroes. Okay, that was actually pretty badass. You get upgraded to kinda shitty Beastmaster. Unfortunately for kinda shitty Beastmaster, the light from the flares he was twirling as he shot through the air dehypnotized Beast Boy, who quickly apprehends Baltzer and Vorna, ending the crisis. Hooray! Robin wonders aloud if they should reconsider the rules and let Beast Boy join the team, when Aqualad bursts through the fourth wall like he was Kool-Aid Man and suggests that they let their readers decide. Robin thinks that's a great idea. You sure about that, Robin? Letting comic book readers decide things doesn't always work out so great for Robins. And we're back! Welcome, podcast aficionados! Hey, I got an idea. Why don't you send your suggestions for what we should call you? Uh, joining us now is my brother, Corey. Hey. Hey. <laughs> What'd you think? Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> um, that, we'll get to that, why I said that later. This was bringing, bringing weird back, you know? Oh, hardcore. Yeah, and I appreciated that. The last issue was good, it was enjoyable, but, but not weird in what I had come to expect. Not weird in the same way, certainly. Mm -hmm. So you asked what I meant in the synopsis by, that doesn't always work out so good for Robbins. Right. Okay. In 1988, there was a story called Death in the Family, oh, in which yeah, yeah, that rings a bell. readers of the Batman comic book at the time mm -hmm. got to vote on whether the Joker should kill Robin or have him, or Robin should not be killed, and they voted to kill Robin. Oh. It was a Jason Todd, who was the replacement for Dick Grayson's Robin, but hmm. it is kind of weird to see Robin saying, like, hey, let's, our, let's let our readers decide. Yeah, That'll be could, a great idea. What could go wrong? Yeah. Um, apparently the readers did not decide in favor of Beast Boy, which I think is back. kind of a shame. Lame. He, he does eventually join the Teen Titans, but first he joins the West Coast Teen Titans, and then he's a founding member of the New Teen Titans, which is the reboot that happened in the 80s, which was very popular. Hmm. Uh, he goes by the name of Changeling. Hmm. The other thing was, it doesn't explain about his, uh, it goes into his origin a little bit, but mm -hmm. it doesn't talk about his guardian. His guardian's a real dick. Yeah, I was wondering about that, because anytime that gets brought up, he gets super defensive and like seems really unhappy no it's nicholas galtry he ends up being the villain arsenal who is not to be confused with speedy also later goes by the name arsenal oh. different guy but no his guardian is a real dick both of his parents are dead mm -hmm. and his court appointed guardian wants to steal his 
money and eventually decides that the best way to control his estate is to try to kill him. He's a real shitbag. Oh, man. Um, and he also doesn't know that Beast Boy has any powers. Mm. He knows he's green, right? Yeah, I, th- I think I think you figured that out. <laughs> I didn't. So also, one thing that has changed over the years with Beast Boy is now he just turns into a green whatever animal he's turning into. All green. All green. Not just the not just the head, hair. and then having his haircut, which is really fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Were you familiar with Doom Patrol before this? Um, in name, okay, only like I I I may have read him when I was a kid, but it. Yeah, they had a, a 90s comic book that was one of the original Vertigo line of comics. Um, okay. And I think that started in the late 80s, and then when Vertigo became an imprint, it moved over to that. Mm. Doom Patrol came out a few months before the X-Men did mm-hmm. the first time, and there are a lot of parallels between the two series. In fact, mm-hmm. the series creator, I think his name is Drake is his last name, suspects that somebody told Stanley about what was happening in Doom Patrol, and that Stanley ripped it off. It's not a direct one-for-one translation, but it's a team of weird heroes that have freakish appearances or abilities that make them scorned by the rest of the superhuman community that are led by a super intelligent man in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So there's at least some parallels there. Some parallel there. there for sure. However, the dude in the wheelchair, Dr. Niles, somebody. Yeah, the chief. The chief. Yeah. yeah. Calder. Dr. Calder. Yes. Really to me, bears a striking resemblance to the Krieger character on Archer. Oh, totally. And I almost wonder if that's like a, the Archer guys were... Maybe. Going back to that. He's He gets creepier as it goes on. Mm. But um, well, that, both that, him and Professor X are pretty creepy, though. Yeah, well, put a smart guy in a... Well, and it's specifically, there's something about... I, I hate to say this, but up through... I think the early 60s is the last time that people in wheelchairs are p- portrayed as always having blankets on their laps. Mm-hmm. There's something just kind of sinister about that to me. I I think I've just come thinking it's of old, old like man... old people? I don't like old man Potter from It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. And that's what I think of when I see a man <laughs> in a wheelchair with a blanket on his lap. Mm-hmm. Like, what's he hiding under that blanket? Mm. He's got secrets. Uh, secrets and deadened legs. I don't care for it. <laughs> But yeah, that's, so that's Doom Patrol. And they are so annoyed at Beast Boy. Well, Beast Boy's pretty fucking annoying. He is, but man, Plastic Girl? Elastic Girl. Elastic Girl, sorry. She feels kind of bad after trying to squash him to death. Well, she, when they actually do away with his, I don't, they don't kill him, but the evil legal guardian of Beast Boy, mm. she ends up adopting him. Adopting Beast Boy? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Then she dies. He's got a tough life. Yeah. He's a... Uh, it's not easy being green. No. Yeah, he's got a tough life. And he's it isn't helped by the fact that he's kind of whiny mm-hmm. and kind of sulky and moody. And just just really, and, and that is a continuing arc with him, he just wants to be accepted. And to an extent, celebrated. Oh, sure. So, that out of the way. Mm. The art in this is not by Nick Carty. It looks different. It Wonder is. Wonder Girl in particular. She looks different strange. throughout it. On the first page where there's like the little like featured intro of all of them she does not look good Mm-mm. she she looks like she is you said like that she had picked up a heroin habit i think she just looks like she is a chain smoking 50 year old divorcee maybe both possibly both they're <laughs> certainly not mutually exclusive but she does not look good no and beast boy looks batshit like his like one eye is bigger than the other <laughs> yeah he's like whoa <laughs> they're emphasizing the beast thing i like this he he I had forgotten that in his early appearances, he wears a mask, and his mask is weird. It's a full-headed purple mask that then has, like, Wolverine-style 
eye coverings that have pointy bits that come up on them. Mm-hmm. Like it, bat ears. Kind of bat ears. It's just weird. And I kind of like it. Yeah, he's crazy looking. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Molno is the artist on this, and he mostly has done horror or romance comics, uh, then also did some war comics for Charlton in the 70s. That's an odd... It's it's an odd mix, choice. but but it's he doesn't do a ton of superhero stuff. Mm. He doesn't do a bad job in it throughout. It's initially jarring to me, but I got used to it. And he does some things very well. All of the appearances of Beast Boy when he changes into the other animals mm-hmm. with the funny haircuts, mm-hmm. uh, I I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that the horror thing explains in that first panel why Aqualad looks so just like abjectly terrified. Like he's it kind of looks like he's looking at his own hand though. They're trapped in the a safe oh yeah 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 yeah. The it's the teaser panel to to them being trapped in the safe. Yeah, and it does. It looks like he's staring at his own hands and is freaked out by mm-hmm. it. <laughs> it's like. He's tripping <laughs> again. Like, Whoa, I never really looked at these things You guys things looked before. at the back of your hands? Oh, man. Like, really looked at the back <laughs> of your hands? We talked a little bit about Beast Boy's legal guardian. <laughs> Speaking of guardians, it is weird that the Teen Titans are like, no, you have to have permission from your guardian. And they all say who they have permission from. Mm-hmm. Wonder Girl has permission from her mom, who is Hippolyta, queen of the Amazons. Mm-hmm. Robin has permission from Batman, who is mm-hmm. his legal guardian. Mm-hmm. Aqualad has permission from Aquaman, who I don't believe ever adopts Aqualad, but is his king. Mm-hmm. Which, I'm going to let that slide, because I think that if when I was a kid I didn't have a permission slip signed, I was like, mm-hmm. no, I do not have a permission slip signed by my parents. But the president did write me this note saying I could go to Squam Lake Science Center. Yeah, yeah. Um, then I would be going to Squam Lake Science. King of the Realm right. says it's okay to go to Fort Foster. You go to Fort Foster. Exactly. So I think we're okay on that. Kid Flash has permission from the Flash, who is at this point his aunt's boyfriend. They actually, it, depending on when in November this issue came out, this is the same month that uh, the Flash marries his mm. aunt. Mm. So it might be his uncle. Mm. But his parents are not in on the gig. I don't think they know that he has super speed powers Mm -hmm. and they didn't give him permission. Mm -hmm. That's kind of squirrely. Well, I guess it's just setting that legal precedent that if you wear the same costume as somebody else there. So why doesn't Beast Boy just dress up in a robot costume and then he could, a robot man could give him permission. Uh, Good point. Yeah. Just got to follow through with that shit. Mm -hmm. Or he could put a blanket over his legs and ride in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. and uh, then that guy could Mm -hmm. give him permission. Yep. Yep. Problem solved. I'm solving all Beast Boy's problems. Could have avoided all this rigmarole. Although he does a pretty good job solving some of his own problems. Mm -hmm. Like, just showing up at a TV studio and saying, like, all right, film me. And the guy at the TV studio says something along the lines of, like, we have to. It's a public public service. service. (laughs) Yeah. I wish they still had TV stations like that. It's like, all right, I'm going to film a thing. And they're like, you're the boss, stranger. Yeah, well, you're wearing a funny costume. (laughs) Better better listen to what you have to say, (laughs) kid. So how did that work? Maybe I missed it. The the thing that he filmed went directly to, like, the Teen Titans hotline of emergency. You you know that they have an emergency TV show that they watch. Well, that's that's it's it. It's broadcast I mean, directly to them. Well, there you go. And so, and then the Titans rush over to him on their go bikes, which they now all have matching go bikes, mm-hmm. which 
is awesome. Yeah, those are pretty fresh. Yeah, I, I was stoked They're about cool that. Looking. Robin was driving fast, too. Oh, man. And in the middle of it, that's the other thing. It's typical Robin. It's like everybody's following them, and they're like, wait a minute, where, what are we doing? Where are we going? And he's like, oh, just follow me, guys. It's cool. <laughs> that's I the way he does him. shit. So then they nix Beast Boy, and then he flies off, changes into a golden-headed eagle, and I like the initial reaction interaction between him and Baltzer, the shitty Beastmaster. Mm. He just shows up and hears Baltzer talking to himself and saying like, ah, god damn it, I need some decent circus animals or my circus is, is fucking ruined. He's talking to himself, but he's pissed off because like the lion he's trying to train is like, super old. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, oh, these dangerous old animals are terrible. Yeah, he's tired of them. Beast Boy, it just shows up as the flying eagle. Mm-hmm. He's still in his eagle form and he still has a green head and a kind of Donald Trump looking haircut. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it, to me, it looks like all of the animals that he changes into are wearing toupees. I wrote that down in <laughs> the second panel on the first page. That I, th- I don't know if that's him as the mammoth. Yeah, that elephant. Thing? Yeah, yeah. I wrote down like elephant Donald Trump hair. Oh wait, that. Uh huh. No, that's just the elephant. I think that was maybe a miscue between the artist and the colorist. Because that's just a regular elephant. Elephants don't generally wear toupees. I I agree. I I thought it was But it does not have a green head. Ah, touche. That's how you can always tell it's Beast Boy. Ah. Green head and green toupee. But so this green-headed eagle starts talking to him. Oh, yeah. And says, like, maybe you're not in trouble. And he just completely nonplussed says, like, what do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. And Beast Boy is just super impressed Mm -hmm. that he's just like, wow, he totally took that in stride. Mm-hmm. And he thinks to himself, like, well, when you're used to working with dangerous animals, you learn to take things in stride yeah, and I, not to show any fear or discomfort. I'm like, good on you, man. Yep. I love that device, too, that they use. I don't know the comic or literary term for it, though, but, like, where they basically explain exactly why the thing just happened, but as a thought bubble of the person who is doing that thing. I don't know what that's called either, but I like it, too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because I was like, man, that dude is cool as a cucumber. And then he's like, no, I'm this way because of blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It helped. And he apparently knows a lot about animals because I was unfamiliar with the hypnotic powers of the albino baboon. As was I, despite my, my love of primates and all the well, research and, I've done. And your love of anthropology. I don't know if you knew this, but the machine that turns Beast Boy initially when he's just a baby Garfield Logan, (laughs) into a green monkey. Yes, all the evolutionary steps. It devolves him to the green monkey stage of evolution, which we Mm -hmm. all passed through. Yeah. Yeah, well, maybe we should have kept some of it. Oh, man, if we uh, did, then we would uh, have immunity to that disease. I think it's like Sakuru or something disease. And we could turn into green-headed animals. Yeah, it'd be a pretty sweet deal. It would be fresh. Man. Think of that. All the problems that would solve. <laughs> I had a good um, chuckle. So apparently that. whenever an animal turns in, is an abnormal color, it has superpowers. Mm. What's weird about like the baboon thing, because I was trying to look up like, do baboon, is there like some kind of mythology about baboons being hypnotists or something like that? Like, mm. where does this come from? Yeah. Because there's a Marvel villain called the Mandrill who has the head of a Mandrill. And has mind control powers. And so I'm wondering if, like, I, I, I couldn't find any real references to it, but it, there was apparently this thing in comics in the 60s and 70s where mm. somebody believed that baboons could just hypnotize people. I think there it was probably around the time the band Mandrill was... 
Oh the man! Most growing in popularity. I so. loved that album cover <laughs> so much. Did you I don't remember shit about the band. Oh, I know it's a funk a, band, it's right? Awesome, yeah. Yeah, I had that album and I had Instant Funk, and I think I mixed them up. Instant Funk was good. Um, but no, I remember that Mandrill no. album cover, like just being like, "Damn, mm-hmm. that yeah. al- that album cover was kind of hypnotic." So, I kind of yeah, get where they're coming from. The late '60s man, maybe I don't know. It's a little reefer, a little Mandrill. These apes are hypnotic. <laughs> No, that's probably not accurate. But the rest of the hypnotic plan. Okay, so I am (laughs) down with turning a guy into an albino baboon in order to hypnotize people. Right. But it's a chain reaction. The one-step removed hypnosis, Mm -hmm. because Vorna has this thing that he talks about where, now you know you can't hypnotize people to go against their natural instincts. And people don't naturally want to take shit for free. People don't naturally want to give you all of their money. Or that. Or go steal things for you. Mm. But if I hypnotize someone into hypnotizing someone, Mm -hmm. then that is removed. Mm -hmm. And they will, that inhibition is gone and they will do whatever I tell them to. Because it's quite strong. Especially if it's an albino baboon. Especially if it's an albino baboon. The most hypnotic primate we got. Although the way he phrases it, he, I think there was like just like a hiccup in the writing because he says like I couldn't normally hypnotize Beast Boy into commanding them. It's like no, that's just what you did. Yep. It, yep. it was confusing, but I think what they meant is, oh, but if I hypnotize somebody into hypnotizing somebody, then instead of being one step removed and therefore one step weaker, it is twice as strong. It's the magic of the circus. It was very. There's a lot of circus magic going on. Mm-hmm. The way that the Balzer is drawn to is strange. Like he's a very square-headed, very square-jawed, square-jawed, square-headed individual. Look, it kind of remind me of a of like a '80s era Stacy Keach. There's a little bit of Stacy Keach in him. To me, he reminds me of the cartoon guy who would sit in his lavatory. Uh, <laughs> not in his lavatory. <laughs> In his like, uh, it was a good cartoon. Yeah, no, in his in his club room in the it was part of the underdog show, uh-huh. and he would go on his global adventures. And he was like, yeah, it's quite right, quite right, right, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't ring a bell. But okay, okay but yeah, just like square jawed. Mm-hmm. He also looks a little bit like uh, Mumford the Magnificent from the Muppet Show. Mm-hmm. He looks pleased with himself. He looks pleased with himself. He has a very yes, a very square shaped head and a square jaw. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I get the Stacy Keach. Yeah, oddly drawn. Oddly drawn, but I appreciated the way that he was This drawn. was a likable villain. He was, especially... It's like a non-creepy ding-dong. Well, and he had kind of a nice bond. Yes, he was using Beast Boy, mm-hmm. but I feel like he really did care about Beast Boy on a certain extent. They had a lot of back and forth going on. Mm-hmm. Granted, part of that was because he needed Beast Boy for his plans. Mm-hmm. He especially wanted Beast Boy to be in films, mm-hmm. because then he could hypnotize people through the film screen. Well, to which Voris... <laughs> whoa, 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 buddy. <laughs> Let's step back a minute. Vorna is the voice of reason who gets totally... uh, And that's the other thing. Okay, this dude can hypnotize the shit out of anything. Right. And he just basically does whatever Balter tells him to do. And like when the cops show up, he's like, yeah, you got us. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Pretty much. Well, I think he's very grateful to Balter. You get the impression that uh, Vorna was down on his luck, maybe out of work. And Balter gave him a shot and Mm -hmm. gave him a big in here. Mm -hmm. And he's like, see, I'm not washed up. I'll show the world. And thanks, buddy. You got my back here. But yeah, there's a couple of times. Yeah, Vorna's like... Wait a minute. Slow slow your roll, buddy. Hey. Yeah. Because uh, those people we sent out to loot a few days ago, they still haven't come back. They could be in. And Baltzer's just like, 
No, no, no. It's great. It's a great plan. We'll hypnotize people through the TV screen. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, which is my favorite Balzer moment, which I think there's an analogy in that to the movie Roadhouse. (laughs) But when at the very end of the comic, he's been a kind of a Machiavellian schemer up until that point. Sure. And then says, I used to be an acrobat. I'm going to fire myself out of this cannon and twirl my, uh, hold fire in my hands and flail my arms around. Was he juggling them? Like, that panel is crazy. It is. It illustrates him, I think he's just waving them around a whole lot. It's making, like, a perfect circle, like a propeller almost. I know, and it looks like he has, like, nine arms. Yeah, it's a little bit. He's just waving, waving these magnesium flares around. Shiva thing going on there? Yeah, it could be, could be like Shiva, Mm -hmm. I suppose. Shiva had some magnesium flares yeah. and was fired out of a cannon. And was a guy wearing a suit. <laughs> but when he's about to fire himself out of the cannon, Vorda's also just like, maybe we could just take the money and go. And he's like, Voice nope, I'm taking care of shit. Yeah. The analogy to Roadhouse is this. Ben Gazzara's character in Roadhouse mm-hmm. was also a Machiavellian schemer mm-hmm. who also had always had muscle doing the fighting for him. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it's like, Oh, yeah, I also used to be a big game hunter, and I'm totally a physical match for Patrick Swayze. Uh, Oh, that's right. That's after his mullet guy got his throat ripped out by (laughs) Patrick Swayze. Yeah, and and then, like, this, yeah, middle-aged Ben Gazzara is just like, I've got this spear. I'll totally fight this guy who has ripped out not one, but two throats. Yeah. And we are supposed to believe that he is a physical match for them. Much as we are supposed to believe that Baltzer spent some time as an acrobat, Mm -hmm. and therefore, Bob Haney has kind of a thing about acrobats. That's true. Because it's we had the ant mm-hmm. whose mother was an acrobat, mm-hmm. and therefore he has superpowers. Yep. Uh, we get Baltzer, who believes himself to be a match for the Teen Titans, because mm-hmm. he trained as an acrobat a little bit when mm-hmm. he was younger. Mm-hmm. And all the We Titans. also have all of the Titans. Robin just reveals at one point, he's like, look, we're all trained as acrobats. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure only Robin was trained as an acrobat. They all seem to do an okay job, mm-hmm. but I don't think any of the others, they're, they're certainly athletic. Mm-hmm. But Kid Flash has no reason to have ever trained as an acrobat. Aqualad has lived almost his whole life under the water. He's probably not trained as an acrobat. Mm. I mean, point. maybe Robin has, like, trained them, but maybe Robin is just like, I assume that my experiences are universal, therefore. Yeah. We, I, I picture Robin being at a party and be like, man, we're pretty drunk, guys, right? He's like, no, Robin, you're pretty drunk. I'm the designated driver. <laughs> yeah, man, we're wasted. Yeah. God damn it, Robin. Yes. Yeah. Sorry about that one time, by the way. That's okay. I forgive you. All right. I think the whole reason... It is also weird they go undercover at the circus. They say... Robin says right before that, like, there's probably no connection between Beast Boy and these crimes. (laughs) Yet. (laughs) And then the very next panel, they go undercover in the circus. I prepared these matching costumes. It's like, look, I just want to put a mask over a mask again. Mm -hmm. So bad. Yep. See, senor. It's it's kind of my thing. Yeah, they they also speak Spanish. (laughs) See. (laughs) (laughs) it's a magnificently weird issue and i really enjoy this issue i have no issues with this issue either ah dude has some pretty badass circus equipment for a circus that isn't doing so well like the money vacuum like the money vacuum that he rides around on it's like a zamboni it's totally like a zamboni i i wrote that down (laughs) it's like riding zamboni style vacuum (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome it's totally awesome. He's got an elephant who can pick up this giant safe th- mm-hmm. that an escape artist doesn't escape from. We never get to see the escape artist, but that looks like a pretty good deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good safe. They escape from that. Also, I like the way that they combine their powers. The way they did it is they had 
Kid Flash vibrate Aqualad outside of the safe, and then Aqualad uses Robin's uh, acetylene, torch. acetylene torch, mini acetylene. mini acetylene torch, to crack the lock off of the safe, mm-hmm. and then they all escape. Come I like that they did that. It does kind of seem like Kid Flash could have just vibrated them all out. Yeah, well, that was the thing. Is there a precedent established yet for him sharing his molecule vibrating abilities with people to transport them? Through I don't know. Matter? He, he could at least do it one at a time. But I like the fact that they use all their powers together. It was clever. Um, except for Wonder Girl. who, But then she kind of carries them out. Yeah. She uses her strength. Yeah. She does a good job. I also like that. So he's got that, that elephant that can lift that thing. He's got the, the Zamboni that sucks money. And he's got... A circus shark. Oh, sure. What the fuck? This circus seems awesome. <laughs> yeah. I. So how did he get so down on his luck? I, 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 well, maybe he thing. invested too much money in the circus shark, which works underwater, and it's not a, it's not a transparent tank that it's in. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe he's just like, I've got this awesome shark in there. You can't see it, but you got to take my word for it. Yep. I think maybe he spent all his money on that shark. Mm-hmm. But it is a giant shark. That lives in the circus. And he's, I think that's pretty badass. He's got a lot of shit. He's got, like, at least three, maybe five giant tigers. Yep. That jump through rings of fire. Right. And then through Beast Boy changing himself into a snake. They jump through the coil. They jump through tail the, his coil. His snake. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's a good deal. It's a I good would circus. Go, I would go see that circus, but I wouldn't bring any extra cash or jewelry. No. Good good planning. Yeah. Yeah. Not if Vorn is into yeah. him. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> Okay, get to the enjoy, enjoy. Because so, I had that written down too. <laughs> that's it. I think that was the first thing I said when we started. So there's a, a panel there where, where people are just super into the performance that Beast Boy They've is. just been snapped out of their hypnosis because he is no longer the albino baboon. Mm-hmm. He's changed into his half-gorilla, half-snake form, mm-hmm. which is not something I believe he is generally capable of doing, creating th- a hybrid creature. I think he's still hypnotized, though, because because what the audience is reacting to... The, I mean, oh, the, he is the, still hypnotized. The audience has been snapped out, so they're, right. they're still like kind of groggy and like a little bit riding the, right. the high of being hypnotized by this sure. albino baboon. And they wake up to, they come to, to see the Teen fi- Titans fighting this epic battle with this giant... Green-headed... Gorilla... Toupade... With the gorilla snake face hybrid, and the giant snake tail that has the markings of a giraffe-ish. It's kind of got some giraffe spots. Sure. Anyhow, there's a lot going on, but and so there's a panel in which it's this little kind of side thing where uh, a couple people are saying things like, "Oh, this is great," or like, "Wow." And the guy in the back, he's just like, his eyes are huge, and he's just saying, enjoy! Enjoy! <laughs> yeah, it's enjoy with an exclamation point, and he says it twice. I really like that. It's just like, <laughs> that's his way of saying, I like this. Yeah. I am enjoying this! I am enjoying this! Yeah. Enjoy! Enjoy! Yeah, very heartfelt. Yeah, I, I really appreciated that. Is that <laughs> your choice for a best slang? Yeah, I, I think so. There was a couple other there, there's... phrases that I had questions on, because they were so weird that they, they stood out, but in terms of like what made me laugh out loud like that yeah. dude just like shouting enjoy 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 i that, i had that on my list my backup was there's one scene it, it's right after beast boy has made his debut and it's another crowd people yelling things at him somebody says fab somebody says marv yeah one person says he's fantabulous mm-hmm. which i enjoy and then the next person says the end yeah yeah which i really like like, like I really like just like oh man awesome. he is uh, like but it doesn't even say like man he is the end it's mm-hmm. just like 
Yeah. Damn. The end. Yeah. Don't. I'm totally going to start saying that if I think something is super awesome. Like the best. Yeah. Either that, I, I, what I'll probably actually say is, enjoy, enjoy. <laughs> Likewise. So the questionable phrasing too, and both of these relate to the safe that the Titans find themselves trapped and almost drowned in. Yeah. And one of them, I forget which, which one of them it is, refers to it as a steel kimono. My thinking is, they just got, well... They just a got few back years from the Olympics in Japan. In okay, that was that was four years ago. You're right, but I think ever since they went to Japan, I forget who it was. I'm going to say it's Robin. Is <laughs> probably always looking to drop references to the fact that he spent a little time in Japan when I was in Japan. And so, like, if he has a chance to refer to anything, kimonos. exactly, or just like, anytime he gets to refer to anything, any article of clothing, he's going kimono. Yeah. So there's like a steel kimono. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I spent some time in the East. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because so he's the kind thing, of guy right? that goes to England for a week and comes back with an accent. Yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, and the other thing, too, with that same safe is when the, the elephant is... Oh, I just figured this out. Uh, one of them refers to it as a donut. I'm oh, because like, oh. he's dunking it yes, into the he's dunking tank. it like yeah. a dunking donut. Like you would dunk a donut into mm-hmm. a cup of coffee. Or if you're in the band, you would dump a don- dunk a donut in some tea. Indeed. If you were up on Cripple Creek. Uh-huh. So why didn't the cops call <laughs> Teen Titans sooner than letting the looting go on for a couple of days? Is that just racism? Is it? Is it? Am I super sensitive that I'm just like, when they show up and are like, why would these law-abiding citizens be looting? You don't know anything about them except for the fact that they're looting, they're mm-hmm. white, and that's how they're dressed. Yeah. And in, you know, ostensibly a suburbanish mall, strip yeah. mall somewhere. And they're just like, well, maybe it's Black Friday. Like, yeah. And then people after, go crazy for that. After yeah. that gets wrapped up, then I think, I think it is Robin says, I'll iron this out with the authorities. You guys just go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the fuck, man? How come Eddie, the aunt, had to go back to prison? I had the same thought. It's bullshit. Yep. Yep. There's intention and then there's action. Yep. And the road to hell. You know, let, or at the very least, let the court sort this out. Maybe they mm-hmm. do get off the hook because they were fucking hypnotized. Yep. They've been looting for three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Due process is, is we could say, lacking. This yeah. Issue. Yeah. A little bit. A mm-hmm. little bit. So, what's your favorite panel? Oh, man. Because I, I got two. I got a couple as well. Um, I wonder if they're the same ones. You say one and then I'll say one. All right. So, I'm going to start with what I think is the, the lesser of my two possibly favorite ones and it's on i think page nine and it's uh one where it's the the tiger uh jumping through the the rings of fire it's very dynamic it takes up a good like third of the are page. you not sure if it was fire you said that strangely <laughs> well yeah i did say it strangely because i couldn't remember if it was actually jumping through fire and it was beast boy or if it was an actual one of the other tigers jumping through beast boys coiled um snake oh, okay body Let's take a look. We've got the comic book. Yeah, right page nine. I think it was actually Fire, Fire, and uh, Tiger, Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> it is Beast Boy jumping. jumping through three hoops of fire. <laughs> that tiger looks ridiculous with a fucking toupee. It is total. It's got the Trump toupee, and, and, the, and there's there's like two other tigers checking yeah, it out. They're just watching him. And, and just they're just like, what an yeah. asshole. They're so... And that's the panel that does have somebody saying, the end. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that is that is a very good panel. I did not have that on my list. Um, I will say my lesser of them, which is shitty Beastmaster, is being fired out of a cannon 
and his swirling, whip, swirling arms. his arms around mm-hmm. with the magnesium flares in them. Yeah, it, it's really dynamic. It's pretty cool looking. That almost made the list. I had already written two down. So okay, I what was like what a, was your other one? Because I think we might have the same best one. Uh, the other one was on page twelve, and it's the hypnotic stare of the albino. Battle. Oh, that is not the same one. It's the one where it shows the like a, a hypnotized bunch. Oh, of people hypnotized and, and bunch then of super freaky giant like. Battle that is face. a good one. Mine, mine is people. That's pretty good. It's a hypnotized throng of people and the giant face of the it, al- looks, it looks like the green-headed, Wells, like Trump-haired albino baboon, just kind of floating in a giant way behind them. That is a good one. Looks like the Hulk. It looks like like Citizen Kane or something. A little Hulk. bit. It's like it's okay, so my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, There's this scene something. where. It's, nobody's commenting on it. It's just part of Beast Boy's act. He has changed himself into a green-faced, Trump-haired elephant, and he's sitting down playing the trombone. Which is also, if, if the proportions are correct, the largest trombone. It's in, a huge trombone. Fun trombone fact. A few years ago, I was searching the internet for the phrase bone zone. <laughs> okay. Because I think it's a very funny phrase. Sure. At the time, at least... The site's Bone Zone was a website for trombone enthusiasts. Bone Zone! (laughs) 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 Yep. Um, Pretty good. So, who is your favorite Titan this issue? My favorite Titan this issue is... Shit, I didn't write that down. I'm going to bend the rules a little bit here, and, like, based on the title of the issue... Okay, it is called The Fifth. Titan. Yeah. Beast Boy is an interesting... Oh, you think it was Beast Boy was the fifth Titan? Yeah. Who was it supposed to be? I thought Shitty Beastmaster. Why would he be a Titan? I guess he wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's an interesting uh, character. You know, he's complex. He's got all the stuff going on. He wants to be accepted so badly. He's incredibly powerful and he Mm -hmm. has the potential to do just crazy shit. Right, he can fight, hold off all the other titans by himself. All of them. And he's got this crazy... With some some help from a shark. The usual suspects are, you know, our teen titans are... They all did fine. You know, they got the job done. But none of them really... You don't think any of them really show? I'm going to disagree with you slightly because Aqualad punched out a shark. Why? And that is why Aqualad is my favorite teen titan this issue. Because I should have revealed this before we started recording. If anybody punches out a shark in an issue, mm-hmm. they are my favorite. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Punching out a shark is... is You're right. Is... It seems like he could have maybe controlled the shark, but it's a circus shark. Circus sharks don't listen. Maybe I don't understand his powers well enough, but I kind of... That was... carny shark is all methed out. <laughs> oh. okay. He's not going to listen to Aqualad. Okay, so Aqualad and Aquaman can control any animal in the sea, unless they've been taken out of the sea and been given methamphetamines. Yes. By evil and jerky in the circus. circus guys. Yeah. Got it. There's so much to learn. I know. Universe. I know. So Aqualad's my favorite because he punches out a shark. Fair enough. Okay. Beast Boy's also a good choice. Thank you. I, I support your decision. And like I said, I kind of I kind of wish that things had gone the other way. I, it, I'm pretty sure readers voted down because he does not join the Teen Titans in this series. Mm. Man, As I said later on in it, he does join the West Coast Teen Titans. But... Mm. That's not really the same. Mm. Yeah, what a weird issue. Yeah, and that, like you said, the breaking the 
the fourth wall thing. It's the first time I've seen a authorial intrusion like that in any of these. It's books. weird. It's very. I mean, it's very blatant and it's kind of jarring. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, Aqualad just like at the end goes like, why don't we let our readers decide? And here's our address. And here's our address. And Robin directly addresses the crowd. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, man, we needed that fourth wall. Yeah, that was a load bearing fourth wall. It really was. Like, why am I just alone? Yeah, I don't. I don't. You're making me live in the same world as these things. Yeah, I don't want. I, I'm not ready for that. I don't want circus sharks. No, man. I'm not. I'm no Aqualad. I can't punch out no circus shark. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been terrific. We've continued to get great feedback from people, and uh, really appreciate that. If you feel like leaving us a five star review on iTunes or any place where you can leave a five star review, oh, oh bathroom walls, wherever, just fucking do it to it. Tell a friend, cause we like doing this, and we hope you like listening to it. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. The enjoy. end. Yeah.